Hi and welcome back to the Cheers to That podcast Hello. with me, Lola Rowling. And me, Bonnie Lee. We are recording in person this week. We're, in co- we're recording in person this week. Um, <laughs> That's as far as we get. Lots like, of stuff is going on in yeah. each other's personal lives. And I think we've been very careful. I had a walk-in test before Bonnie came, um, which was... 24 hours before and and I, it's all it completely and bonnie has had rapid tests before she came yeah and it's all completely checked over with who i live with if you're referencing our previous episode on um boundaries my parents were like no i think you need a bit of time without us yeah so so yeah. what are you drinking this week oh i'm drinking an alcoholic beverage what are you drinking <laughs> i'm drinking brewdog punk ipa I'm Which drinking. really reminds me when I just used to drink so much IPA when I was in Sydney. Travelang. I'm drinking a Heineken because I I, like. I I found Heineken when I went to Amsterdam with my mum when I was 16. Well, maybe I was 15. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where I found Heineken. And I love it. It's quite sweet, but I'm my palate has kind of changed since COVID. So it tastes sweeter to me now than it ever did before. But I like it. That's good. Should we do a clink? Yeah. A real life clink? Yes. Oh my God. <gasps> and we can do it into the good mic. Incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this week... Well, okay, I'm going to start with... Um, I I kind of... I got permission from my landlord. Well, actually, there's this woman who works in our estate agents called Luna, and she's like, oh, hi, Lala. And she like- I just love the sound of this woman. Oh, hi, Lala. Um, and I was like, can I um, can I strip my walls? Can I paint them? Because it's this atrocious wallpaper with this bright pink throughout the whole flat. It's horrible. And she was like, of course, Lala. Of course you can, Lala go for it and so we <laughs> went for, it, for it and i didn't plan it. i got this permission like a month ago and then yesterday we went to regent street and it was disgusting it was packed like yeah that's tro- the thing it was the trojan horse of the fourth wave honestly it's, it was crazy it is quite like jarring it's fucking jarring in London, it's I'm like, fuck. so uh, as much as i'm part of the problem i also do feel like we've been so safe mm like we've even been like trying to keep our distance from each other like slightly yeah and masks yeah and and it's just like you go out and you see all these people and it's just like okay so yeah so right <laughs> anyway so i came back we came back from regent street yesterday and um on the tube we we're on the tube and then i saw this advert with this i don't know if any of you live in london but there's this kind of there's this scheme in London where they're doing loads of new builds and they're getting renters to rent them and it's like no strings attached, no deposit needed. It's all bullshit. There's like obviously loads of strings attached. But there was this advert on the tube and mm. it had like copper pipes in this flat and the radiators were painted in like this grey colour and it was just gorgeous. And I just thought, God, our flat has so much potential. It really does. It's tiny, but... It's got really nice old features. Like it's the opposite of a new build. And yeah. it's like quirky the absolute opposite of a new build yeah. there's there's loft windows we have the original double glazing like it's so perfect so i decided when we got home from the tube to d- just start doing it even though bonnie was here 
which I kind of feel bad because yes. I feel like I've been rude, but I also can't pull myself away from it. I started doing it yesterday and then I just didn't stop doing it for like six hours. But we have also been doing a lot of like socializing. Well, oh, not socializing. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean just like activities. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of that thing where I'm just like, meh, I can just chill on my phone for a bit. Yeah. Like, I think when you are with someone for like not just an evening. Yeah, it's different. The kind of like you're kind of you're not obliged yeah like you're not obliged to like entertain them for like the whole two three days that you're there like that's so intense yeah and i don't like it when people feel like that when i go visit them because then it's like oh god i don't want you to like not especially because i'm visiting because like i need a bit of a break yeah um from home it's not like i i'm coming here to like be entertained yeah (laughs) totally yeah i'm glad you feel that way um so yeah i finished one wall well leon actually helped me today which was great because i was getting into a bit of a hole about it and i was like not able to pull myself away from it for a long time Mm. it was kind of addictive and then i dreamt about it and then i dreamt that i'd finished the whole room and then i woke up and it was just that little bit of wall that had already been done and it was tragic (laughs) it was so tragic it's funny though because i think like my student house got like super strict rules with what you can and can't do like we can't even put up shelves really yeah like you're not allowed like you have to check and like the kitchen oh we weren't like i messaged being like hey we're really struggling for storage in the kitchen can we put up some like hooks for yeah. like pans and he was like we've never had this issue before but you can just don't ruin anything and it is because the kitchen's just been redone so i do really understand it uh, but it's just not worth the risk because of your deposit yeah that's like weird. Your, of your deposit getting taken away but I don't, yeah, like I kind of admire that you you want to do it because I would just be like, no, I can't be bothered. Well, the, the problem, like the thing is, I guess it's a different situation because um, I'm gonna, I kind of want to make this as nice as possible. So mm. I don't want to move. Yeah. Because moving in London, especially, is just the, a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Yeah. And I know that this is one of the best properties we could have found in yeah. our budget. Also, it is really expensive but the location's also really good and like you know that that's yeah. never going to change yeah so it's kind of like to find somewhere that is either the same price or cheaper because you probably wouldn't want to go more expensive oh quite God, yet no, yeah is and, and the, the location, location like is NW1. really hard yeah. it's so hard so it doesn't really matter yeah exactly so i i kind of want to invest in it i want this to be a space where i feel i can settle down Mm. because with hove when we lived in hove we had such a huge house and it was such a big up like upkeep that house Mm. because it was so big and it was just the three of us living there so we also had floorboards and we ripped up the carpets ourselves and yeah, when Lola says big, she doesn't mean like seven bedroom house with a huge no, garden. No, but like, it was like it a was big, a first, it was yeah, a first it was house a big three bed flat that had like a huge uh, front room with like really high ceilings. Huge front room. Yeah. Hu- like fucking huge. It like was as big. big as this flat, I would say. In terms of. No, I would say it was kitchen and. No, no, like, do you bathroom, remember how big that, that was? I think it was. I think it might have been as big as this flat, ex- excluding Leon's room. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I would say that. It's it's huge front room crazy to actually think the square foot that you had there and the square foot you've got here this this is probably a fifth of what we had there so or maybe a fourth do you think like now i'm here in london like with you do you think um like i can see well no i always saw the attraction to london but i think being here like in it i'm like oh yeah (laughs) so what's the question but i mean do you like has it lived up to your expectations like do you think it's Um, worth it um 
Yes. But I didn't really have it. It wasn't. I wasn't. Have, I didn't have any expectations. Mm. I didn't. Well, that's a lie, obviously. But I didn't. Um, that wasn't a factor in my decision to move. So I didn't yeah. like. I didn't decide to move because I wanted to be in an amazing city. I knew that I had to be here because of work. Yeah. You know, it's not. It's it's more simple, I guess. So, yeah. and I also already had. It's like an interview. I feel bad. <laughs> it's just like dominating it. But I, I also had. Uh, I we were talking about this yesterday. Um, I had a like a perception of London already because I lived here when yeah, I was little. True. So I love the way you say the word little. Little. No, you didn't say it like that. You're like little. little. <laughs> I love it. I, I lived here when I was little. Yeah. I love it. I literally. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Um, but yeah, I, I. I hated it when I was a kid here. Mm. And it wasn't romantic. It wasn't... People describe London with rose-coloured glasses. Oh, 100%. And I do too. That's like... Did you... You watched a little bit of Emily in Paris. That yeah. shit Netflix thing. So my parents, they have... Like, they have a house in France and they have friends that live in France. Um, and, like, they were then talking about it in their, like, little French village, which is nowhere near Paris. It's, like, the middle like west of france but they were all just saying how like it's such a stereotypical view of france and yeah. of paris and it's just fucking not like that like at all at all at all and it's like french people were getting really annoyed about it because mm. it's like say if you portrayed london being this like oh you just casually live in chelsea like popping down yeah. to king's road like blah, blah 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 like it's not at all like that like living in london is like tiny flats yeah like grotty yeah overpriced yeah. rent like leaking everything like do you know and yeah. it's i think it's it's interesting but, but then there is a certain charm to like living but there is when yeah with you, i'm like Ooh. there is a charm to it because in a way that kind like parts of what you just described are kind of our lives yeah uh, apart from like i need to get this flat the way i like it that's something i need to do and i think once that's done i think a lot of my I think a lot of my issues or my hang-ups my hang-ups yeah that's a good word a lot of my hang-ups about living in this city will go because I'm so tactile with my surroundings and I need to I need to feel really at home and like I have it the way I want it and I think there's a limit to what you can do when you're renting as you said like with your student house there is a limit but I've never not asked yeah and I think if you're um, listening to this and you want to do something to your house that you rent in just ask just ask just ask and even to be fair with the hooks with the hooks in the kitchen the landlord did say yes but it was really reluctant and it was kind of that thing where we know i'm we're moving student houses i actually have no idea who i'm living with or what my living situation will be in a year mm. i just know i will still be in the same place because of uni yeah um and it's just quite like i don't know it's like there's no point putting yeah. so much effort yeah. into it. And there's, yeah. there's so many more things that are like worth the mental energy. Absolutely. But I do live with six other, well, five other people, six including me. And if those hooks in the kitchen were going to like really make it so much easier to keep the kitchen tidy, like I would yeah, absolutely. call the landlord back and be like, please, because when you live with that many people, you need like to please. what I, I've so realised, like my first time at uni's done and i'm just like wow like i really feel like i know myself so much more because i've known myself living somewhere yeah. with someone else yeah and like know what i like and don't like and i know what kind of like stresses me out yeah, and, like, yeah. what i kind of need that's out of such an that important lesson to learn i think and well. i think when you're traveling 
it's really really different in the sense that nowhere's permanent so there's nothing like oh my bed's a bit squeaky in this hostel room like oh i don't care i'm leaving in two days like yeah you know what i mean and there's nothing permanent about anywhere that you really stay or live you know our life is kind of like that that picturesque thing about Mm. london because we live in a building that's on the canal yeah and we have a cafe literally in the same building can we go there tomorrow morning we can do and the train station is across the road maybe a 30 second walk so we have like that picturesque thing but it's funny like linking to what you just said about not being in permanent residence and Mm. not kind of feeling inspired because of that yeah I think I felt that for the first time properly because when we when lockdown hit the one we just did Mm. we went to Jillian's yeah and we were going there for an unknown time but I knew we'd be there for a, a while yeah and so she has the one of the the room I was staying in is kind of quite big and there was a lot I could have done with the space to make it feel more like home Mm. and I didn't but I wanted to but I didn't because I just thought oh I could put the bed I said oh wow I've got this big room I could put the bed under the window and make it really nice and I thought well I really want to be able to do that at home and I can't so if I do that here I'll get I'll be really inspired in this space I'm only here for two weeks and then I'm coming back and the flat will feel so much smaller if I do this thing that because when we first moved into this flat I I basically have real big issues with change and and like my change of space because Mm. I do rely so much on the safety of my space yeah and so when we moved into this flat after having moved from I had the biggest room in the house like it was such a huge huge yeah. space we were in and mm-hmm. I had my my bed directly under the window and I had loads of space in my room for chairs and like a I remember sofa it was so nice. and then I come here and I just wanted to I wanted to replicate yeah replicate that space mm. And I kind of forced it on the room. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of forced my bed under the window and I put my plants exactly where they were in my old room. And my dad came round and he was helping us move and he was like, you can't do that. And I, w- I was stubborn. I was like, yeah, I can be fine. And it wasn't because the room is so much smaller and you just can't, you just have to adapt. Yeah. I think that's so how I feel with my um, room at uni because it's a single room and it's tiny. Like I like I really want you and Leon to come to Falmouth one day and like see this room. Is it as big as this kitchen? Yeah. Like if you take out all the stuff in the kitchen here. Yeah. Uh, and like take out that. Yeah. And then from this, this is so this is so funny for the listeners. That's so funny. Essentially, when we're in a room together, this is what happens. Essentially, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but my bed is like up against the wall i'm yeah. trying to do it with my eyes closed my bed is up against the wall there's a huge window that's got a like ledge on it so you can sit on it and like do whatever and then there's do you have cushions in- on that sorry no because i like to do my makeup like right by and it's not quite thick enough to put a cushion on it like it's not wide enough mm-hmm. um rosa my roommate and friend she has a room next door and she's got like a window that you can like actually sit on oh, mine you nice. can kind of sit on yeah. but it's a big window it's got a bigger window than my room at home like oh, Brighton okay. home um and yeah I just like I realized I'm really like not that good at like art- 
interior stuff yeah i don't like doing it like that's okay. the thing i really don't like doing it and i've just like i've been taking so many little notes whilst being here i'm like oh they just have little like postcards oh I've they have like little, little postcards and they just like you put things up like in quite a carefree manner which is really nice like what like just like your postcards there and just like the herbs and the hanging stuff yeah and it's just it's it feels really like homely and nice yeah whereas i always try to make things like oh this is how it would look if it was an instagram picture yeah and like that's not how it yeah i get you i do get you and just like i have completely plain white walls and one of my walls is that awful paint that you put anything on and it peels off Mm. and i've already put some strip fairy lights and it's ripped all the paint off that's horrendous so like i'm already probably gonna lose the deposit (laughs) no you can you can sort that out yeah i think like people just like you can just tip exit not even just buy some paint and just paint i reckon a lot of like a lot of the walls like that are yeah like we've stuck stuff up in the bathroom and i think it's the same kind of shitty yeah. i think the big setback for people with renting i don't know if anyone listening to this follows best dressed on youtube or instagram best dress ashley she does like oh yeah no, yeah i think i did follow her so like there. every apartment she moves into she'll completely do up yeah and then she's rent she rents every single mm. time but then she just undoes it when she moves out so she just takes photos of like what it looked like before and does it and that sounds like a big old faff and you think oh my god if i'm like such a lot of effort and i get it but it actually is that's the kind of thing i do Mm. like i would just like i knew i know if i'm living there for more than a year or more than two years which is what this place is going to be you know it's worth doing that but then there's even just things in my room so i like i so i've got all plain white walls and then i've got above my desk i have um my stuff for uni like i write out all the work that i've got to do i have like a meal plan i have like a little weekly calendar yeah otherwise i genuinely forget oh to go God, to lectures so good but i forget to go to lectures that's I'm like, so good i haven't gone and they're like how do you forget it's online i'm like because i have a sieve brain like a sieve, you're a goldfish i no, dory i know i have a good memory but i genuinely like sometimes things just some like things fall, fall out, out. Yeah, yeah that's fine um we've all been there babes and then like i have that little vagina postcard you gave me like stuck up oh thank you yeah that's and then sweet. i have some other cards stuck up but we like we should have gone there today the vagina museum oh yeah didn't they didn't that start in brighton sorry really tangent i'm sure it would have there done was, like that wall of vaginas in brighton like 10 years ago i remember walking past it as a kid being like whoa yeah maybe yeah and i just have loads of stuff like well no i don't have loads of stuff stuck up and i've got plain walls and i've got these two prints that i brought frames from from etsy and they're like really nice mounted is that mounted the right word like they're a4 prints yeah but in an a3 three frame yeah yeah and i've got like two of those and they look really nice but i'm like i don't Boarded. know where to I don't know where to put them yeah. because my room is so tiny that I'm like, I kind of don't want frames above my bed because they're also not getting hammered in. I'm using command strips. Oh. And I just don't trust it. Why don't you it. hammer them in? Because we're not allowed to. You can polyfill. No, I know, but it's more just like, so we have, sometimes we have inspections. Oh. And so, yeah, like we're not allowed plug-in fairy lights. We have to have battery power fairy lights. I do still have my plug-in fairy lights on, but we have For to... For the listeners, I'm making a very confused and disconnected. I know. So face. basically there was like, the, I think this utter bullshit, like it's a fire hazard if you have plug fairy lights plugged in. Rah, rah, rah. Um, so the inspector guy, like whenever he comes, to be fair, he doesn't care though. He like acts like he really cares. He told us to move... Um, I'm really giving you an insight into student living. Oh my God, yeah. I, I mean, Neve speaks about it sometimes. Like they have inspections, but this is the thing I don't get. What's the difference between a student house? Pe- it's because of, of students renting a house. 
Well, there isn't, but the thing is, is that students they, they don't pay council tax. But they don't. They don't look after the properties. That's why. Like, but then we are older and we do. So I think it's like the lenience thing. But it's also just less hassle for the landlords if they just have these. But what would rules. happen, say, like for example, if a group of you from uni decided to rent a house together? Some they could refuse you if they were sh- if you were students. You just wouldn't want to. They no, wouldn't no, let no, you rent it. No, I, I mean, like, would you still get inspected just because you go to uni? That's kind of crazy. Um, no, not necessarily. So I don't remember my sister having inspections, but the difference is is that mine's a private landlord, so there's no estate oh. agent. Oh. Yeah, and but he pays for the bills. Like, it says, like, bills included, and it is included because that's we pay and we don't have to pay a bit extra for bills, okay. but that's because he pays them. So, like, he's a very nice, very chilled landlord. Okay. Um, but he does like he has a guy come around once a month but because of covid they haven't been around and i think they do it genuinely at the start to like not scare you yeah i mean to scare you so you don't fuck up the house but anyway he told me to move he told us to move this like in our little hallway like you've been to my home in brighton like imagine the hallway yeah there was like this bookshelf that we used as a shoe rack and he was like oh we're gonna have to move this fire hazard it's like it's more of a fucking fire hazard to have the shoes yeah on the ground yeah. on the floor big time but doesn't matter fire hazard um that's but it is just that thing of like renting and being a student you're just kind of like i don't know people expect you to like have parties and be noisy and like not Mm. not really care for where you live but the thing is is because of covid we haven't really been able to do the like fun side of being a student and the kind of reason that i wanted to be a student which is to like have parties and be like oh it's just student house Mm. like classic students but that that it does make me more excited to kind of move out um, and move to London like post uni because even though there's limitations when you're renting blah blah blah, there aren't that many. I feel like I that's think, a huge misconception. Well, no, I've I think never that, I've never experienced that before in my life. Well, no, I think there are limitations because you could have a landlord that was really really strict. Basically, I think a, a fear for people is that you're not going to get your deposit back, mm. and you probably won't anyway like you you probably could do everything right and because you're a human being you'll stain the carpet one time because you were having a cup of tea and that's done yeah because they'll say that the the price of the carpet is 800 pounds yeah and i think i think that people think that because um like they're doing everything i don't know i just feel like i've never experienced i've rented a lot as a kid like when i was living with my dad um in london he did own his home but then after that when we moved out of london we was we were always renting mm. and i can't remember him ever get get i don't know if like i don't think it's a normal thing to I think to expect to get your deposit back i think that's very much a student thing because you do have those inspections so yeah. like you you constantly get like tipped off throughout the year as to whether or not you're going to get your deposit back do you know what uh, i mean yeah but i do also think that um because of how shit landlords are perceived and because of how shit renting is but like because of not getting the deposit back majority of the time people when they will move into a new place will be like this time it's gonna be different we're not gonna do anything but i also think that that's because people so ultimately people don't care that much but i also think another thing i was saying the other day um to my mum or maybe i was saying it to leon by the time i move out this flat 700 pounds won't mean anything and that's the deposit mm. By the time I move out this flat, seven hundred pounds will be like, oh, that's annoying. Yeah. Because I'm going to be here for a while, and the reason I moved here is for my career. So yeah. we can add those two things together and realize that seven hundred pounds isn't going to mean. 
I think as me, much as it did when I moved. Yeah, in. I think for me though, like seven hundred pounds is still a lot of money. But I, I seven hundred pounds to me is make or break. Like yeah. it's it would be devastating. But I think it will always. I think not. It's not gonna like. I think for me to quantify seven hundred pounds not being a lot, I would have to be earning a lot. Like but, me post graduation, seven hundred pounds would still be a lot. But if that meant that I could do what I wanted to a house, I might be like, yeah, okay. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like you think you'd pay, you'd probably pay to do the work Leon and I are doing in that room to strip them, to sand them, to like, it, it's taken 12 hours to do what we've done already. Right. That's 12 hours of work. So to do the whole flat might cost like 400. Like if you were a landlord and you wanted that work done really well, I think it would cost way more. Yeah, more, and that that's more. a deposit. Yeah. So that to me seems. But I do think at the end of but the day, I also if you're making the house nicer for the next tenant, then it's fine. Like my mum, like she is a landlord, and if the if the tenants are like, oh, I want to do this or something, and she can see that it's like a benefit for the whole, like the other tenant she's gonna have. Yeah she would probably pay for it. Like, literally, like, if a tenant was like, oh, I really need the bathroom redone, like, it's leaking, it's blah, 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 blah. She was like, oh, shit, okay, yeah. I also, I also say this, but I have, I've never not asked for permission when I've done stuff. Yeah. And that really annoys me. People, people be, like, messaging me on Instagram being like, oh, my God, is your landlord going to get it? It's like, but I do think, think I haven't asked. No, but I do, so the thing was, so when our landlord was like, yeah, okay, but don't break anything, it's then puts another element of risk into it. Yeah, that, I've never been said that. Like, no one's ever said that. But I think that that's, you've had quite nice landlords. Though. Yeah, Calvin, Calvin um, really got involved with us, like, when we lived in Hove. Mm. He would come to the house, he, like, knew us by name, he, he was kind of breaking the rules a little bit, because the reason you have an estate agent is so that you don't have to deal with I your renters. I do also realise, since being a renter how much i hate the concept of not actually owning where i live in yeah i'm like so what do you mean like this isn't mine I yeah pay for it monthly. yeah right? like what are you trying what are you saying yeah i'm the like, same this way doesn't make sense i'm the same way like i'm like but how yeah but what do you mean yeah like, literally what I'm... do you mean i don't live here but i, I pay money here. yeah i'm paying you and i live i know it's my this, house it's like I'm I paying your like, mortgage. I imagine it's like having a kid and the kid, like, you have an au pair for the kid and yeah. the au pair actually knows the kid better than the mum. But the mum's like, oh, it's my kid. And yeah. the au pair's like, well, I fucking hang out with the kid, like, yeah. every single day. Like, I yeah. know the kid better than you know yeah, the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like... It's the same thing. Mm. But yeah. God, we really just went off about renting. Well, we, didn't, we didn't even go in every- with this as a theme. No, but I do think that, like, everyone who's listening rents and maybe wants to own a home and i think it's hashtag relatable <laughs> so so bonnie's been staying with us and we yesterday we did the whole like town thing so we went to regent street well, actually it's so funny i feel like when i was speaking to my mum, she was like what have you been doing and i was like oh well, we're like rent's town and their town is like oxford street carnaby street soho <laughs> and it was like that thing but I what else like is was, town like other people's town might be like if I a lived super here, drug yeah no if I lived here I would say my town would be like Camden well that actually is King's Cross so um, no where we were today uh yeah I would I say that so, would be town but, but I mean my point was um it's funny because like I, I I do come to London like I have been here before and that yeah. like but 
but i, I think because we live so close to the center yeah that that's our town yeah like we could walk that in half an hour yeah and for london that's that's kind of saying a lot yeah it is like we could be at i don't know piccadilly circus in half an hour on that's foot. insane like on the tube it's 10 minutes or something so mm. i guess for us that is town because there's not a town in camden it's just kind of like the camden lock and then there's a Jobs. whole there's a whole like road and then there's a whole foods and then there's kentish town and then, yeah. yeah so um anyway so yesterday we did the whole town thing and then we went out for dinner which was really nice actually i really, really liked nice. that and then today we thought we'd show bonnie a little bit of camden so we went i haven't been there since i was like a kiddie like a 11 year old since you were little a little kid little no you didn't say it like that you'll listen little. to it back and you'll be like whoa <laughs> so we went to we went to camden lock we walked along the canal um and there was this woman in the shop and she was oh my god oh yeah there was this woman in the shop Plant and lady. her name was bleep and i was <laughs> like we were in the shop and I wanted to buy a plant, but I also wanted to talk to this woman because she was really hot. And Bonnie and Leon were with me, and then she went into the back to like tend to one of her plants. And I was like, Leon, can you go away? Yeah, Leon came up to me and was like, "Um, yeah, so do you want to go look for a bag, Bonnie? Because this whole week I've been like trying to, not week, I haven't been here a week. I've been looking, I want a vintage like leather bag, like a crossbody bucket bag kind of vibe. and we, I, I feel like by this point in the day, I would like completely given up. We'd been in like two, three vintage shops. Yeah. And then Liam was like, do you want to go look for a bag? And I was like, not really. And then like, mm. I kind of saw his face and I was like, oh, well, I suppose we can leave anyway. Like I was kind of like, oh shit, okay. I think maybe like we've had an argument or like maybe no. just think. No, I was literally like, okay, maybe they just need a bit of space from each other. Yeah. Um, and because it is always that thing. It's like, oh, do you need some alone time with Lola? Yeah. It's very much like, do you need some alone time? She's like, no, I think I'm fine. And she's like, maybe I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we just left and I was like, yeah, cool. And then Liam was like, she wanted to flirt with the woman. So we have to leave. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, so sick. <laughs> then they left and it was just her, me and her. And then um, I I was like, oh, like. No, we were already really chatty with her. We were already really chatty with her. And then I was like, she was giving us discounts on this lovely oh, yeah, cheese she plant. she was, wasn't she? Knocked off like eight quid. And then I mocked her because mine's better. No, you said your your pickup line was. Oh, oh yeah, God, do you want to come round and no, see it? Yeah, I've got a way nicer. I've got a way nicer cheese plant at home. Anyway, you should come round and see it. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, but I I'm it. very lucky to have that. It was a very special birthday present. I was like, oh, do you want to do you want to like be my friend? We've just moved to London. We don't have any mates. And she was like, yeah, okay. And then I gave her my number. I was like, oh, can I can I take your number actually? And then she. She gave me hers, and then I. She was like, "Oh, make sure you call it right now, because I want I want to like make sure it's the right number." So I called her, and then she answered it. It's like, really hey. been a lesson in um, confidence and how to make friends, perhaps for me. For you? Yeah, because there I put a lot of limitations on my ability to meet new people in the town where I go to uni because one, it's tiny, and two, COVID. Yeah. But realistically, like, there's still what you like i could still do that yeah if i wanted to but the fear is is that it's tiny and i don't like it's kind of like i don't think that's necessarily my style but at the same time it's not so far off my style yeah do you know what i mean yeah totally oh my god leon leon just walked in the room hi guys hello leon how you doing i'm great what are you talking about 
We were talking about renting and oh, yeah, yeah, trials renting. and tribulations of uh, rent life. Okay, well, I had a lot of fun stripping the wallpaper. No, we've already spoken about it. About well, I also had a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> we already said that you did. Okay. There must be a way. Um, renting. It's great. It's great when you know how. It's great when you know how. It's great when you know that you can just do whatever you want because you're going to lose that deposit. No, that's what I said. Yeah. But the thing is, I, I just know it. It's there's a thing that everything comes down to. It's about risk. It's like some people are not willing to risk asking because they don't want their landlord to then come around and check that they haven't done things and maybe they've been smoking in the flat and they shouldn't have been. Like, do you know what I mean? It's all about a level of risk, and some people just don't want to take any risk when it comes to renting because yeah. they don't care. And you look at boys. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it's normally boys. They're rooms and they are horrendous. There's like no vibe. There's like torn down posters, there's a mattress on the floor. That is the that is the base of what a lot of people think about. When we were in a pub sitting outside, <laughs> uh, there was a person sitting on the same long bench as me and I'm not gonna lie, we were quite smashed and I was rocking on this bench. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this was so funny. <laughs> I was rocking on this bench and as I was rocking, the guy that was also sitting on the bench was aware <laughs> that I was doing it. So he was getting all shocked. Like, oh, I, but the funny thing is I never noticed. Like I never noticed him. I did not. I didn't notice until I did notice. And then I started like, profusely laughing and I was like guys look and then he look, look 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 and then I kept doing it though I was like whoa like you when you're swinging else? on a chair and it's like whoa do you remember when I went for a wee and then I was like oh can we have two oh more no this was awful this was there? awful this was bad this waitress came through and like we know everyone really well in that pub because it's the only pub we go to in Camden which is kind of what makes this story worse because I was yeah. like, oh, can we have a couple of Camden Pales over there? And she was like, yeah, sure, just take it. So I I was like, I guess because I went to the loo and I was like, Leon, if she comes over, can you order Yeah, so Lola two. left to go to the loo and but said, But she, she was already there. And then I looked Leon in the eyes. And yeah, I, th- I think I it's just that assumed. classic miscommunication where you think like the eye communication, yeah. counts as a thing. Because yeah. basically what happened, to finish the story, what happened was... The, uh, this other guy brought two Camden Pales over and then a glass of wine for me and then um, paid and then brought two more over. No, brought two, sorry, in between the payment and the first two coming over, that another two arrived yeah. and he then tried to charge us for four pints and yeah. a glass of wine and we were like, no, we only ordered two. He was like, well, you didn't. And it was really awkward because previously and also Lola you know and Leon him. had like caught up with him, be like, "Oh hi, how are you?" Yeah, yeah. he was this wanker. He was such he, he a wanker. He is a bit of a dickhead, to be Mate, fair. He yeah. he had one button on his shirt done up. He had, he just oh my god. He's just like a picture that I'm gonna paint a picture for the listeners. He's kind of he's very skinny. He's got these yeah. this spiky punky hair, but not attractive. He, he doesn't wear a mask because it's the ha- well. Yeah, it's the Holy Arms, so like he doesn't wear a mask. It's just a rock and roll pub. Like they don't. It's fine, but it isn't fine. But it's just like it is what it is. Luckily, we were outside. We were outside, so we were fine. But um, and he's just got loads of tattoos, and he's like he's got a bit of heroin chic going on. Yeah, oh, hundred percent. I do think though, I was looking at him and I was like, man, I think you could be twenty one. I saw him and I was like, I think you could be twenty one. Like I think you could be just that like young. No, he's like I would. I would say he's about. 31 because he if you properly look at his face i didn't properly look at his face but i was no but i was just like man like you could be faking this like this could it was so stereotypical 
like northwest London. But I feel like twenty. Well, not northwest. First more of all, like he feels like he's been there for a long time because yeah, he's so be comfortable. Could be fake, man. It could be, but luckily all, me and Leon genuinely thought it was a mistake about the two beer, more beers coming over. So we were like, no, we didn't. We were like, we did not order four pints. <laughs> We did not. Um, we made them take, and then I. The worst it was, Leon was paying for the two pints, and then I tried to make a joke like, <laughs> "You can give us them for free if you want, though." And he was like, "Well, you must have ordered them." Like he kept harping on about the fact he must have ordered them. And I was like, "Yeah, oh, I, he drinks a lot on shift, like a lot. Yeah, all the time, especially at the weekend." I was just like, "So, fuck, yeah. can't no fuck this." Yeah, but the thing that I have realized is the prices aren't hugely different they are different they're more expensive than brighton and then uh, where i live in cornwall is only really fractionally cheaper like six pounds for a pint in the holy arms is it six what i thought it was five five fifty no six what okay right that's a very big difference is it i think pay 450 for a pint in where i live in cornwall what about brighton brighton's like a fiver maybe yeah i guess so but the thing with six quid yeah i did i swear i didn't see that on the menu yeah. What? I thought it was five fifty. Yeah, six. Good job I wasn't drinking pints. It was only five pounds for a medium glass of wine, though. That's good. Which I think is actually fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I love it in there because there's this guy who works there called Doug, and I once went on this kind of like parent date with my dad and his boyfriend, and they were really late. I was like really late, like an hour late because of traffic. And you were waiting in there. And I was waiting in there. And I, the, the thing is I walked in and I was, I hadn't booked a table and it was a Friday night. Was this COVID times? COVID times. And I hadn't booked, I hadn't booked a table Friday night. And then there was this guy who was clearly a regular, like an old school regular, mm. who was sitting at this table with one of his mates on a five person table. And then I walked in, I was like, I'm really sorry I haven't booked. I booked for half an hour ago, but uh, my plans have changed so I'm really sorry I'm a bit late mm. and they're like it's fine it's fine it's fine because they know my face and then they kicked this guy oh. off of the table this regular he was like oh just make sure you say thank you because he's a regular and like so are you obviously so it's fine but just make sure you say thanks and then I like couldn't catch eye contact with him it was really awkward and then I oh, sat no. down at this table and I'd been sitting down for 20 minutes and then I was like okay I need to call Leon or I need to like I, I suddenly realized what you must feel like because All you talk time. about how you're you get anxious yeah. and stuff and I didn't I don't get like that yeah. but then it was it was just because of all of these factors yeah. like i was late for my reservation a regular had been kicked off a table yeah it was at the front of the pub so like it was his obviously this regulars regular table yeah and he just happened he just gets it booked every single Time. weekend because he they know him yeah and so it was all of these facts and i hadn't said thank you to him because i couldn't catch his eye and then yeah. like i was on my own and i was on a table for five people and mm. i my phone was on four percent it was just like this whole yeah, thing and i was like, I feel like a lot if i go on my phone then i then it's gonna run out and then i won't have a phone and i can't contact my dad because then i won't know if my dad's getting here and he won't know yeah. right and it was just and i was like oh my god i get bonnie now mm. but then so this guy the manager who who's called doug who i really like he came up to me and he was like, oh, have you been stood up? <laughs> oh and my I, God. And I was like, yeah, I've been stood up by my dad and his boyfriend. And then he handed me some newspapers and um, and I was like, God, it's funny. I, I don't often feel this way. 
And he was like, no, you look really cool. Don't worry about it. You're just reading a newspaper in the Hawley Arms at 7 p.m. on your own. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. He was like, oh, God, they're still not here because another 20 minutes had passed. <laughs> He's and like, get he, the fuck out of my and pub. He, and he brought me a pint. He was like, don't pay for it. And I was like, oh, thank you. And then another 20 minutes later, he was like, they're still not here. And I said, yeah, they're still not here. Oh, my God, they're going to be here in five minutes. He was like take this Jaeger bomb and take this shot of Contro and give them a piece of your mind when they get here. And I was just like, oh my God. I just felt so, so awkward. And I never yeah. feel that way. So I don't have the tools to deal with it. I don't either. And I've been in therapy for like four years. So. Okay. But because I, <laughs> I think also because I hadn't ever really, f- mm. like I do, I, we all have moments of anxiety, but because I didn't, I, it's not normal for me to, I did just didn't have the tools to deal with it. I do, I, I lie. I do have a lot of tools to deal with it. But I think the difference is now is that because of COVID, there's so many more barriers for me. Yeah. Um, to even just like get out of the house and do kind of like new things or to do things. So what, why do you feel like that specifically? Because um, when you when you talk about it, like when we were speaking about it earlier, you were like, like "Oh, there's earlier. in the pod, I think." Okay, but you were like, um, "There's so many more barriers in the way of me." Me, when I was talking about the flower girl. Oh yeah, and but I I don't know if I agree. No, well, I think that's what I've realised is that I think I'm realising that those barriers are probably in my head. Okay, which doesn't mean that they're any they're not any less significant yeah Yeah. but it means that i've actually kind of like seeing things a bit more of a new way where i'm like oh wow okay yeah um i think as well i've really like relied on big group situations and i feel really confident in in a group and like if you're out pre-covid uh in a smoking area of a club or a pub and just like someone from a group comes up to you and you start chatting with them blah, blah blah but i can never really be the one to like go and like have that one-to-one thing with someone yes i was quite drunk why do you think covid has been one of the things that has gotten in the way of your oh i think because i'm there's more barriers in terms of like going to a pub sitting by myself kind of thing it's like well you need to scan the track and trace you need to wash your hands you need to keep two meters apart you can't go up to the bar and order drinks so it's the fear of being like and every place is different that's the thing is that the whole social and i speak to my therapist about this quite a lot is the whole social normality and the social what's the word like expectations maybe yeah okay so the whole the whole thing is is that the whole social Mm -hmm. expectations are completely different yeah so i i don't know what to expect going into a pub i'm like is it going to be order at the bar with like a weird oh, okay. screen and mask? Okay. Or is it going to be sit down and get an order from the ta- like okay. order from the table? And I'm I like, get oh, you. I don't know. I'm scared. I don't want to do that. And it's like then there's so many. If I'm already feeling slightly anxious about being out of the house, it's all these little ob- obstacles. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. And it's trying to navigate that, which is like it's really exhausting. It's and new. Then it, and yeah, and it's new and it's not that fun. Like yeah. then it's like, well, why are you leaving the house if it's not a fun experience? Hundred percent. Get you. But it is interesting because, like I said, I kind of am seeing things in being here with you in a way more new light, almost. Yeah. Because you are really confident and you are really confident and just being like, oh, I just want to make friends with this person. I'm just going to ask them for their number kind of thing. Um, And I think it really sucks because it is so much of the patriarchy because I've been so conditioned that if someone acts like that towards me, it's because they want to fuck me and because they don't want to be my friend. 
and not so much for a woman, but the only people that have ever really acted like that towards me have been men and it's never been for friends. It's always been because they've literally just wanted to sleep with me. So I'm not used to people chatting to me and having that kind of conversation. And I'm not used to really ever even doing it to someone else unless it's, you're on a night out and you think each other are attractive. Do you know what I mean? And I've, I suppose I've been really lucky in the sense that I've had like the same group of friends since I was in reception. Like, do you know what I mean? I've never really had to like- Make friends. Really make friends. Yeah. And like I have traveling yeah. and I've made friends, but it's been really easy because this is the thing is like, well, like post COVID, if anyone wants to go traveling, like it's a million times easier than anything you're having to deal with socially during COVID because you're all thrown together in a hostel and it's just like you're sitting on your bed and someone's sleeping above you, you're naturally gonna be like, oh, hi. Like, yeah. how are you? And there's activities to do, you'll just be chilling by the pool and like. I think also because you're all made vulnerable by the same thing. Yeah, 100%. Don't by you? the unknown. Yeah. And like. And there's yeah, so much that. instantly in common with someone that there's no fear that you're gonna say something that they're gonna be like, you know, you can be like, oh, like, how are you finding it? Like, where have you been? Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, are you going up the East Coast of Australia or like, where else have you been to in there's South so East many Asia? Instant questions. Yeah, and like, and, and I think that is a kind of lulled sense of security that now I completely don't have because obviously the real world isn't real, or not the real world, but like just living your life, yeah, going to uni isn't like that. As well as then you throw into the mix of COVID, and COVID has so two sides to it. It's the being locked up inside and not being able to leave your house. So naturally, you don't get when we're in the lock when we are in lockdowns. It feels very strange to leave your house. You're like, oh, this is kind of like the event of the day. Whereas it also then has the mix of when you're not in lockdown, that every social setting is completely different and kind of hard to navigate. Yeah, I agree. And I'm also really, I realise being here in London, I love actually being in a city where it feels like I can kind of make mistakes and be like, well, I'm never going to see them again. Uh, I think my anxiety has got quite a lot worse by being in a small town because if I fuck up i'm like oh my god i'm literally i'm gonna bump into see them. that's interesting i'm gonna bump into them. i think about <laughs> that with you a lot this is like pretty hardcore what you're yeah. doing in terms of it's like teaching yourself how to be confident yeah because that's what we all have to do at one stage we don't no, no one's born with confidence yeah it's a learning process 100 percent. you learn by like lack of failure i guess or mm. maybe you learn by failure and i've I think the most successful people you'll ever meet, the most successful people I've ever met have heard no 90% more of the time than they've heard yes. Oh, and I think that we have to learn that pretty quickly because yeah. I'm really bad at that. But that is, it's one of the things that with getting a diagnosis of ADHD like made so much more sense. And like my mum said, it made so much more sense is that you're so much um, more sensitive to rejection. Yeah. And like for me- Because I, things seem more heightened? Yeah, or? and also it's the thing is that because people with ADHD struggle with like really like time management, day-to-day -day tasks, like, and me, oh, it sounds like I've just got so many issues, but me also having dyslexia from a young age, school was constantly, like really, probably really nicely being told like, oh no, you spelt that wrong. But if you mm. tell someone that like every single day. Yeah, that fucks with you. Like it, it actually like mm. properly fucks with you and it properly, and that's why Sorry, I fucking Grandma. hate school because, and I hated school and even like, I kind of hate uni is because I'm so scared of that. Mm. Because you, if you're constantly in an environment where you're being told like, oh, 
that was really good but also there's a whole long list of things that were wrong with it yeah it becomes so you have to be so like mentally attuned to be able to be like okay right i need to focus on the good things as well as like slowly you have to have such high self-esteem yeah and then and then it kind of it does get quite difficult if you are not in a great place mentally yeah i'm I feel like you've probably realised this from chilling with me. And it's really, it's weird because I get around this, I get like this around like certain people and then other people I'm really assertive. But I am quite chilled. I am quite relaxed. I don't really care that much. Yeah. Which is annoying because I, yeah. because I do really um, like No, I just said, yeah, really, really. No, I didn't no, mean no. it was annoying. No, but I mean, I like people that are really like assertive and they know what they want to do. But I also kind of, I don't so know. I tell, Sometimes so I, I am just I quite. Can I you with this as yeah. well a bit? I just feel as though, like, yesterday... Okay, so, podders. Yesterday, it was mm. the first day of my period. I was in a horrendously bad mood. Like, I just... every Because sing- when I tell you Regent Street was so busy, every <laughs> single person in front of me I could have slashed with a knife. I was so... Argh! I was just like, who who do you think you are? You're in my way. Who do you think you are? Like, get out of my way right now. It's It's done. And I was in such a bad mood. And I'm not in a bad mood right now. So, like, to hear myself say that, because I know those were my thoughts, I was just, like, in such a bad mood. But now I'm like, oh, my God, that's so funny, because I, like, don't feel that way right now. So it's so... Because the the thing is, I feel like I think most women will relate to this who have PMT. You know when you're having it that you're not going to feel like that in seven hours' time. Mm. You're just going to feel so yeah so the other way but i was in a really bad mood and i just felt way too assertive i yeah. felt way too in control yeah and i wanted one of you to be like no i'm gonna go home or yeah. i'm gonna go and do this so that i didn't feel like this tyrant yeah and i guess like i don't know it's a hard thing isn't it, it? yeah because no but it's interesting because i think um it becomes to the point where like you can be a bit scared like I can be a bit scared to say to someone like and you if I was like I don't want to do that because you're already in a bad mood so but the thing with that is I know yesterday I would have been like I think I would have been like oh great no but she knows you, what she yeah, wants to do but you say that and like there's not that much um even if you say I think from the other person's point of view it's like I have no idea like you can vocalize and be like I just want someone to take control but from my experience of being in those fucking horrendous moods because the weird thing is when I'm around my friends I feel like a completely different person to when I'm around my like mum and dad yeah when I'm around my mum and dad I'm so that person that's like this fucking food's awful this is all really I can't imagine you like that was I like that yesterday no you weren't quite you know you weren't quite like that but like there say if something went wrong or say someone bashed into you like you would have been like oh yeah fuck you and like i, that, do, I, I could get into that mood i'd have probably just turned around and looked at them yeah and been like really yeah and like, like, <laughs> i can get into those moods as well and from my own experiences with those moods is but it's only no, when i'm on my period yeah but there's nothing that the other person can say that's going to be right like i can be like oh my god i just yeah. want someone to take control and from my literal experience of having both my mom and my dad my mom is so the type of person that's just will come back at it and be like, you're being a fucking bitch. And like, we'll fight back at it and be like, you're being so fucking rude. That makes me annoyed. And my dad is like, well, what can we do? Like, what do you want? Like, let's really, let's make that a list. That pisses me off more. Let's make a list of what you want. That pisses me off more. Like, like I, I, I'm, I'm now, not- I'm now back in the headspace. Like I'm, I'm reminiscing on yesterday's mm. mood. 
and I'm trying to like really place myself back in what I would have wanted. I think and we I dealt think with it kind of fine though. Me or you? Like me, you, Leo, like as a collective. I tr- I was just like, I went into shutdown mode. Yeah. I was just like, okay, I need to shut myself down because we're in a very stressful situation as it is because it's we're in a pandemic and there's loads of people every fucking where and it's stressful. But you like, did, it was stressful yeah, for everyone. You were, you were also quite self-aware in the sense that you um, said like i i'm in a weird, i'm in a bad mood i can't like i don't want to say you literally said i don't want to say something that i'm going to regret and that is going to hurt someone so i'm yeah. just going to take myself out of the situation <laughs> yeah so i don't know is i i kind of get squeamish around talking about those these things because yeah. my i know from my own experience of having family members that have been you know quite open with their passionate emotions like mm anger is the right word i suppose but i guess it goes a bit deeper than that i think it's when when you've been when you've been like growing up around people who have very strong open emotions and Mm. they kind of vomit those all over you it makes you want to go completely the other way yeah and you want to completely just control yourself and because you've seen such outbursts of anger i don't know because i think my mum is such a control freak sorry if you're listening to this fiona that I am almost like, ah, I don't want to do it. I can't be bothered. Yeah. I'd rather be, I'd rather be like, I don't really mind. Because I've also really learned, and this is so something to do with my anxiety, because anxiety is all to do with control. And it's when you can't control a situation that you get anxious and you're unsure that I've really learned to just like take a complete step back and be like, whatever actually happens will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's kind of trying to regain part of like your decision-making power yeah. i suppose because another side of it is that if you feel so anxious and so depressed you're like i can't make a decision i can't do it i can't do it yeah but, is it, but i think it's also you know, like relinquish control. Yeah. yeah but it is also i do remember yesterday it was like we got ice cream we were standing there and then you were like maybe i need some alone time and then we were kind of fannying about for a bit and then uh you you and leon were like well you are in london what do you want to do and i was like well I don't really want to go home yet, but I don't really just want to be like walking with like no purpose. Like I don't mind if we're like walking to somewhere. Yeah. And then I, I kind that. of said that. And then, but it's kind of hard because I don't, as much as we are, are really good friends, like we actually haven't really hung out and like done yeah, loads of stuff together. That's the thing, isn't it? So it's kind of like trying to navigate that as well as you and Leon are so close that being a sort of like third person within that, it's kind of hard to like know. I can't like I if it was just me and you then I would maybe be like oh no let's go this way oh no I don't want to do that when you're in a three it can it's kind of like the power is a strange the funny thing thing is I think Leon sees you as the third when uh, the three of us hang out really because we know each other from before so we know but I suppose it's different because I'm in your home now yeah that's true and I think that makes a big difference yeah I think we were talking about mental health and anxiety and um, well, we weren't really. We were just talking what about were we saying? chilling in London. Oh yes, yes, yeah. I do think with this whole thing, which is interesting, and this I whole thing. I want to do a whole episode on mental health, and maybe it could be like we could each do a solo episode on mental health because I think it's a really. Nice I have nothing to say. Okay, well maybe I <laughs> want to do a solo episode on okay, it just okay. because I think I have like so much personal experience to do with it that is maybe like comforting and like interesting. Yeah. Um, but when I was on my antidepressants, um that really helped with my anxiety like they mainly helped with my anxiety and they basically got rid of it yeah like they and like they really really that's amazing yeah yeah and so part of me like i really struggled this like past month um kind of why i came back 
from uni early and kind of why I'm here like you know there is like I'm not in the best place with it at the moment um you know part of me is maybe considering going back on medication because I haven't been on it for a year yeah um and I, I don't know but I do want to try and find that kind of like inner confidence so I don't feel like I need to rely on medication yeah but the difficult thing is is that like maybe now isn't the time during a global pandemic like I could actually be making my life harder for no reason yeah but it's interesting because I think it will like reflecting on 2020 and looking to 2021 is definitely something that I'm going to potentially consider and just like think about mm. Because it's not like it's not fair to myself to yeah. be constantly anxious and constantly in these social situations that like could really benefit me, and I'm there like it's not very productive. No, it's the least productive thing it's ever. It's really unproductive. Yeah, and I think productivity is something that you and I, you know, because the thing is, is like you and I are very linked, and and you're one of my closest friends in the world because um, more than anything else, I mean, not more than anything else, you're amazing as it is, but thanks. <laughs> we have this shared goal right? yeah so i think productivity for me i can speak for myself needs to be one of the priorities in my life yeah in 2021 like going somewhere and i and I, i'm like i know that and coming back to what we were saying at the beginning of the podcast i know that making my surroundings more pleasing mm. is going to be productive because i'm gonna want to get stuff done yeah. in this space yeah yeah you know my walls are gonna be fresh and white and not this disgusting oppressive wallpaper with this <laughs> disgusting oppressive color on it throughout the entire flat it's like i'm gonna feel so much more clean and fresh and it's mine yeah it's my space and i can it's like a blank canvas literally yeah. it is a blank canvas like we we've stripped it down to mm. the to the bare materials so like productivity needs to be something and i think i also get i've kind of gotten into this like riffing off of mental health i think i've kind of gotten into this like depressive not depression but like this depressive yeah thing where i've been getting up really late which is really out of character and i've been just staying in bed for the majority of the day and watching Gilmore Girls and I guess the difference between Leon and I is that I don't really get fundamentally affected by doing that because I kind of have I kind of have a different way of of orientating myself I, I guess, feel like you're one of those people that um, I'm kind of unswayable by those things yeah and it's not like to necessarily to do with strength but I do sometimes think with mental health there's those people like everyone will be able to relate there's those people in your life that you kind of look at them and you think maybe you probably should be really depressed but like for kind of some reason they're not and they kind of just yeah. cope with it and they process it differently yeah definitely and I think that like and that's not to do with like shame oh but or I'm like, so oh, sensitive no 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 but in, in other ways I'm so yeah. sensitive I can really be hurt by people mm. but I think getting up late and watching Gilmore Girls all day and but I think you probably deal with that in a healthy way you probably look upon that and you think okay well this is just a day where I'm doing that and that's okay because I'm I don't know <laughs> well, I don't know but the thing that really struck Maybe. me was when we were talking last night and I was saying how I'm my own worst enemy and you were like, what? Like you, I well, yeah. you you were just like so um, shocked by that statement that I was like, it gave me this big kind of like reality check, like in a good way of like, oh my God, it's actually not normal that like I constantly feel like 
I'm the one holding myself back and like I'm letting myself down and that that's all to do is having really quite bad self-esteem I think I just had a thought what about what you just said yeah and it was as you were saying I'm my own worst enemy I just realized the reason I'm not is because ev- like this sad's gonna sound so emo but I, everyone else is mm. so like my my parents are amazing they really are for for who they are the people they are in the world are amazing it's amazing that they did that you know but they're not hugely supportive mm. and they are they were they went to drama school like they're both very self my mom especially is very self-made and she she's definitely like killing the game like she's a businesswoman she's just she's very much killing the game yeah. but she she wouldn't approve of me going to drama school. Yeah. She wouldn't say no. She doesn't have a right to. I have my own, you know, place yeah. and I'm doing my own thing. But she wouldn't approve of it. And if I was living under her roof, she definitely wouldn't approve of it. Mm. But like, I think because of that, yeah. I cannot afford to be my own worst enemy. Yeah. There isn't an option. It's not on the menu. Because if I'm my own worst enemy, what am I? I'm nothing. Yeah. Like then I ha- literally have no friends. Yeah. Because okay my parents would be like oh if i got if i went through drama school and if i put myself through drama school and i got out the other side of it and i got and i booked a really great gig or i like got (laughs) if i got a place on like the bill (laughs) (laughs) which is what every single british actor does at least four times if i got a place on the bill like catherine kate Catherine Tate did as soon as she got out of drama school and I followed that path and and did that kind of thing then the support would start but Mm. that takes you've got to get to a certain level you have to get yourself there and I also think that that's that's a good thing but I also think that that could be kind of I guess there's negatives to that as well because then you really do have to like you have to like push in a negative way of like you have to do this yeah it's kind of like that push versus pull thing and i kind of feel like i have a very strong pull but i don't have much of a push okay i have a very strong pull of that i want this myself but i don't have someone not that you should have someone in your life being like you can't do this but i don't have like if i did just want to do a grad job and get out of uni and work in the office of course there'd be so much fulfillment in that and like that would lead to other opportunities that's not like that's not like a shit idea yeah but it's a very safe comfortable idea yeah um and like i think that's what appeals to me about things like traveling and like moving to another country is because that kind of has more of an unknown and more of that kind of yeah its own it's my own idea and it's my own thing that my parents don't want me to do i think you just i think i mean i'm saying this for both of us and all three of us you know um and and anyone listening like who has high ambitions you need to keep your your goal in in the forefront of your mind at all times with mm. all of the decisions you make and i think i've sometimes been it's funny you were saying about how how you didn't know what you were going to do and then you decided to go to uni and like there are different things that you were thinking that you could do mm. before we moved to london I I knew I was going to leave the Ivy because mm. it was a sh- shit show from start to finish. <laughs> it was just a shit show. Now that I've left that oh. company for good, I can say it was a sh- fucking shit show. Yeah. It was an absolute shambolic. Like, it was just ridiculous, the whole thing. And I worked there for, like, yeah. 13 months. Yeah. yeah so, like, shit. 
I was like, I've got to leave and I know I'm going to leave and I can't stay here anymore because I can't actually do it. It's bad for my mental health. I'm going home and I'm bringing my stupid hospitality, like pointless hospitality job home with me. That's was, not where that I want to be. Yeah, that was so. That job was filled with so much. It was drama. just pointless. Everyone was sleeping with each other. People were like doing. I mean, I can't go that far, but like you know, the the shit that happens in hospitality times it by ten, and that was happening. So, I was just like, I know I need to get out of this job, mm-hmm. and I know that we're in a pandemic. So like, I probably can't move to London. So I'll probably go and get a job with my old manager in her new restaurant. And then I was like, hold on a minute. That's not right. Yeah. I, I like got to, I, I messaged her, like was in communication with her about working in her new restaurant. I went and interviewed or whatever. And I like pretty much got it. And then I was just thinking, why am I? Yeah. What, what, what am going, I going to work here yeah. for four months? And like, I'm lying. And I'm, but I know I'm going to be in London and, and this doesn't feel right. Why am I prolonging the inevitable? There's yeah. literally no point you think that you should explore the most sensible option even if it's going against your instincts say i literally had this moment in the library when i was back at uni and i was like really procrastinating doing loads of work and i was like taking loads of breaks and i was just like bumming about like just doing just being silly just being really silly and i had this moment where i like went to go eat my pesto pasta like outside pesto pasta outside the library and i was like fuck. and i literally said to myself i was like bonnie like you're here I literally remember this defining moment and I was like fuck I'm gonna talk about this one day and I was just like god you're here because you want a degree and like you want a successful business and you want a degree and you want to get a grad job like blah 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 blah. and I was like fuck man like I'm doing it like I need to I need to do it Mm -hmm. I looked I looked up like motivational quotes and I like read some motivational quotes and they weren't as motivating as the dream inside my head. Yes. And I was like, right, okay, I need to like close my eyes and be like, fuck, like this is why I'm here. Like forget the fucking essay and shit you have to do. Like this is first year, you just need to get 40%. Like just do it. Like stop yeah. thinking yes. about being perfect and just do it. Yeah, do and it, it. And even, I think the thing for me is even gonna be going into second year and like third year, I'm doing a two year degree. So my second and third year are like very squashed into half of my first year and half of my second year. Mm. But when I'm there and I'm thinking, fuck, this does count, I need to do it well. I need to remember that my, like the fact that I'm smart and the fact that I'm capable and the fact that I'm clever is naturally how I do work. Like it's no different from like, of course you can do work badly and like you can rush things, but that comes in editing essays and like the first thing that you write is going to be absolutely wank but like it's all to do with like refinement but you have to get that first thing down and I think that's really I remember like sitting there in this disgusting chair and having to go all the way outside because it's a fucking one-way system at uni (laughs) and going all the way back outside in the rain and being like just think of the goal think of the goal think of the goal Mm. and sitting back down at my desk and just like typing away (laughs) yeah I think it's hard when your goal uh, when you're doing something that's very detached from your goal it's riffing off of that i love this new yeah. word i've got this new word i found riffing <laughs> riff riff um it's harder when your goals are bigger because yeah. it it you don't know it's like today when we were doing that wall right mm-hmm. and, that, and that's how i kind of thought of it is that i know this this i basically this undertaking that i've done with the with the d wallpapering of this entire flat although it's a very small flat it's huge like it's a huge undertaking and you've seen that because it's taken us about 
I would say like 12 to 13 hours just to do that one yeah. bit. And I thought of that today and I thought if I step out of where I am and I look at this room from my door, it's, it's going to overwhelm me. Yeah. Because I've, I'm seeing I've done one and a half walls in 12 hours. And that's huge, hugely daunting because that means it's like another three entire working days mm. until it's even stripped but then i think well I'll, when i'm down there and i'm chipping away at it and i'm like spraying it and i'm going through the process of doing it that seems fine but i can't see the finished product because yeah. it's such small it's such small progress thank you so much for listening to the cheers to that podcast with me lola Rowling and me bonnie lee thank you for listening to us rant about renting women Rental in flower house. shops women I've really enjoyed uh, uh, recording this episode with you live because we never do it <laughs> live. Literally, this has been hilarious. <laughs> well, we never do it live and it's so it's fun. It's so fun. It's so fun. I, I want to be in a studio with you every week doing this. I'd love that. And in London, I'll just leave my job. They're like, oh, are you going to see my like, oh, podcast? I'm Actually, like, oh, I'm okay. going to work, so yeah. I'm going to my second job. Yeah. Actually, no, my third job because being a woman's also a job. Keeping up a household is a job. Amazing. Have a lovely rest of the week. Stay safe. Stay fun. Make sure to check yourself. Have a good meal. <laughs> <laughs>Thank you for listening to the Cheers to That podcast brought to you by Bonnie Lee and Lola Arling. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. You can also listen to our podcast on Spotify. This episode, as all the others were, were produced by Leon Williams. You can follow us on Instagram at the Cheers to That pod. And you can leave us an email at the Cheers to That pod at gmail.com.